We don't have any viewers at the moment, but that's okay. That's fine. All right, let's get started. So, Elon Musk's phone. Um, okay, last time we talked about how Elon Musk had to buy Twitter uh, because he had a contract and now apparently he backed out of the deal, but now his phone has been made subpoenaed. So as part of um, just any buyout, there's usually a information request period. So in American law with, with this purchase, um, there's pretty much a mandatory subpoena where the courts get to say, give us all your all your documentation relating to, you know, your, uh, this business dealing. So... Okay, so um, all of the commun communication on the business dealing was released. Yes. But isn't, isn't he digging himself an even further hole right now? Like, is he ever going to be able to back out of this? I, I don't think so, and I think the time has finally come where he has admitted that. I mean, he has the money, though, right? Like, he can just pay for it. He he does have the money, but I I just don't think he thinks... I think the problem was is he thought he would be getting a lot of interesting benefit from being able to control Twitter um, and turn it to the platform that he wanted. But obviously that's just not possible because Twitter has a board and like regulations and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of actual. But he's control. gonna he's gonna buy Twitter, right? It's going to happen. Yeah, he's yeah, just not gonna have essentially. the power that he wanted. The thing I find most interesting about the phone data is like all the SMSs from all these people who kind of like vaguely know Elon and have money and they're now sucking up to him for um they're now sucking up to him because if he controls twitter suddenly he can be more in control about the direction that he goes and what is build up um you know how it works in the future and there is so many people reaching out to him um that want to get involved that want to want to just get on his good side so they can perhaps, you know, get on Twitter boards or, like, get on Twitter's board or... Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. yeah he'll get a lot more power that way. All right, yeah. well, that was a little update as to the Elon Musk situation. Um, we will move on to the next bit. That was the most amazing sign that I ever made. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> you did fine. You did fine. It looks fine. All right, so uh, the Telstra hack. So... Just after we had Optus hacked and 8 million people's data stolen, Telstra now got hacked. I heard that it was, okay, the things that I do know about it is that there was only 30,000 people involved and it was mostly people who were part of Telstra at one point as employees and it was posted onto the same forum. So the, the hacker posted the data or whatever onto the same forum. By the way, guys, if you have any questions about IT or anything, please put it in the chat. Please post a question if you have any questions, because this guy is really smart and I'm, well, you know, <laughs> he's very smart with IT and I'm not at all. So I'm asking dumb questions and he's answering them for me. So here we go. Please, the Telstra hack. Can you just... So I think it was... 
I'm not sure quite the the motivation, but to me it was just like, well, we've done Optus, and people are comp- uh, people are making fun of the fact that oh, it's Optus, they they're easily hackable. Let's let's go for a bigger fish. But the only thing they could find exploitable on Telstra's network was a um, staff list. Is it is- the same? Okay, so is oh so oh okay so is it the same hacker? That's unclear. It might be. It might not be. It may have been another team who said, "Right, we're gonna one up you. We're gonna go above Optus. We're gonna get something out of Telstra." And well, I mean, that's I okay. I saw a TikTok about this, right? And they were like, um, they went after the wrong company because Optus is like nobody's with Optus if you have money. If you have money, you're yeah. with Telstra. So they should be going after Telstra people, you know. And unfortunately. Telstra were a little bit more locked down or they're a little bit more complex in some way because, yeah, all they managed to do with a fairly basic breach, again, it wasn't very technical at all. They just managed to scrape uh, an unsecured database or something. And it's really, really basic information about... So I mean the whole, but I mean that's the whole thing about the Optus hack. It was just really simple. It was really simple, but it was really detrimental. It was a lot of data to be exploited. The one in Telstra, um, yeah, there's not there's not as much to play with. Yeah, because Telstra is doing a better job at people keeping people's data safe. Yes, essentially, there's actually government rules about these things. And Optus was just not following them. Well, it's just they were doing um, what's known as security through obscurity which is just saying um, we don't really need to be that secure about how we do things because, um, because people won't really uh, attack us. If we, if we just put a couple of roadblocks in the way, some simple things like using, um, like, non, like using non-standard ports for connections by obscuring where our apps are hosted, if we do that, that'll be enough to stop 99% of attackers. Somebody will actually have to all get right. out of their way. Okay, fair enough. Well, yeah. all right, so Telstra are doing a much better job. Um, unfortunate to those employees, though, and, you know, clearly we need to update some security stuff. So we'll move on from the Telstra hack, and I want to talk about, just in general, with the problems around security and with the problems clearly coming up with all of our data and being, you know, in danger, um, I heard something about a Windows loophole. What's going on there? Um, so the Windows... So there was a key system and it, there was a loophole in its defense. Did you hear about it or am I... Um, s- sort of. It's, um, it's, it's another, um, a- another hack which is not... Um, not very critical systems being protected in a not very secure way. So there was some user data accessible. Again, nothing, nothing too, uh, nothing, nothing too critical. Nothing, nothing but, too critical. But like um, Windows, well, problems with operating systems go deeper, deeper than that. It's um, sure companies hold a lot of information, but I feel like the bigger thing is how much personal information we have just on our on our computers, on our phones in general. So I feel like, okay, so obviously we're always going to have information, right? On our phone, we're going to have information. It's, it's going to happen. These companies are going to be storing information. Do we need better legislations to make these companies protect our data better? 
Like, is that the issue? Do, are we now not legislating this enough? It's it's an odd debate. So on one side, you can have law enforcement coming in saying you must follow these regulations when securing data. Uh, the term for it is PPI, um, private personal information. Okay, private personal information. Yeah. So is that all information or? Information like date of birth. Birth. Yeah, okay. Passport numbers. Pass sorry, yeah. passport, passport numbers. numbers. Yeah. Passport numbers. Medicare numbers. Medicare license, numbers. Driver's license, that kind of Secure stuff. Secure things like that. And you've got to you've got to find the balance because a lawmaker can come in and say you've got to keep it secure, but you also have to word it in a way because these companies won't want the government coming in and doing audits on these things. Okay, so the problem is that we don't want to spend the money to regulate people. I mean, that's basically it. It's it's difficult to regulate. But it's also difficult to sort of maintain and make sure they're following their regulations. See, I and feel like this is where you just have these hacking contests, right? Because then you just have to introduce, um, you know, you could just have a government, okay, hear me out, hear me out. You okay. should just have a government-run hacking contest and be like, get as much data from the main, like, telco providers as you can, and then, you know, you can fix the problems. You like thank you for finding all these issues. Here's your prize, and then you fix the problems. No, is that it, it would cause like companies would have to admit to a lot of faults because everything would need to be disclosed. Yeah, but like that that's good. We need transparency. I f I feel like hacking is actually one of the better forms of transparency because you've also got lawmakers who have no idea what they're talking about with this stuff. Well, that's true. And also... That's actually a huge problem. Lawmakers just don't understand technology. They don't understand it, and they can get experts in, and they can get, get reference, but the law is also a system where they want to put in a law and they want to enforce it for, a, for as long as possible. And you can't just say, oh, I want you to encrypt with AES encryption or PPI, all personal Hang on, sorry, AES encryption, what is that? I was using it as just an example, like this standard of encryption. Oh, okay. I want, it's a type I want of use, encryption standard. Okay. I want you to use AES, or I want you to use this very specific encryption standard. Lawmakers aren't used to revisiting a law as quickly as they would need to. Yeah. Um, because once AES is broken, AES they, got an update and got a version two. Version two got a vulnerability quite yeah. quickly, and it went through. Um, multiple versions and that makes sense all right yeah. I, I want to move on from the windows loophole and I want to go to the main topic of tonight actually so the Telstra is it Telstra sorry Tesla, I mean Tesla. <laughs> and um, so I read that Tesla got rid of one of their sensors and this was not a main sensor this was a redundancy sensor so basically when you have a self-driving car and it has it senses things around it, right? And it has multiple sensors, not just the one sensor, because if one thing doesn't work or breaks, then you need something to, to pick it up, right? To, to make sure that you have a backup, essentially. Because if you have a self-driving car, it's very important to have some sort of backup. Now, I heard that Tesla is getting rid of their backup. Yes. 
uh, Elon Musk said a while ago that anyone using any other senses other than cameras for self-driving is immediately um, in the past, living in the past. Okay. He was very much of the opinion that every problem can be solved with cameras, good cameras. But what if it fails? Technology fails all the time. Yes, I, I think he's being an idiot. Okay. Senses are a lot better than... Because it was the ultraviolet sensor that was being removed? Oh, ultras. Ultrasonic. It was Ultrasonic, sorry. <laughs> sonic. So this was a sound-based sensor. Uh, you have a sensor which is putting out a very high-frequency sound. Um, you generally see them as little circles on the back of cars every, um, every oh, like, half a minute or so. is that the thing that makes it beep when you back into something? Yes. So, so, oh, so the little se- – that's a sensor. That, that is that, – that oh. is using sound. That is putting a pulse of sound out. And then it's also a microphone, so it's putting a pulse of sound out, and it's also listening for the return. And it bases its calculation on how long it takes for it to hear the sound again. So if it never hears the sound, there's nothing behind it. So it's like echolocation. Yes. Like bats and dolphins. This is the uh, electronic equivalent of echolocation. Right, but that's, that's old school. It is an old technology, but to me, it's very reassuring to have a sensor like that against just pure machine vision. Because to trick machine vision, you don't need to do very much. You can give your car a very rudimentary paint job, and you can hide it from a camera. Well, there have also been many problems with, like, people stepping into the road and cars, you know, like... Exactly. Like, and What was it? There was a, a Tesla car, self-driving car, and there was a big truck, and it drove into the truck. And it, obviously... They, it tried to drive underneath the yeah, truck. Yeah, it tried to drive underneath the there truck. There wasn't enough sensors for it to work out that there was an object that was higher than it, and where the tyres were, it was just a selection of very, very terrible circumstances where the Tesla thought, there is nothing beside me, even though... It was, it very was a obvious. full truck. Yeah, so a... the the top was completely destroyed with the driver as well. Unfortunately, the driver did not survive. It's a um, it's a really horrible situation that one in particular. Uh, but there's been a lot. There's been a lot of deaths. How many deaths? Let's look it up. How there's many? Been... How many? How many self driving car deaths have there been? So. This Tesla this autopilot. Oh, three hundred and twenty. Um. So, fifteen specifically related to autopilot. Three hundred and twenty related to Tesla, Tesla deaths. Okay. All right. So autopilot deaths specifically have been fifteen. So autopilot is what we would consider the full self driving, but of course legally they can't say it's full self driving because of the. Um, Legislations. Well, um, aren't the Google, aren't the Google Street View cars, aren't they self-driving? There are a few of them which are self-driving or assisted driving. Pretty much to be legally on the road, there's no country which really allows a full self-driving car. It all has to be assisted, human-assisted, with either someone sitting at the wheel or near the wheel. 
there have been private companies which have done fully self-driving cars, but they're generally limited to private areas. Okay, so there are companies that have done, but they're, and they're limited. So there's no public most places of those, where self-driving cars are allowed yet. There's some small, specially sanctioned Because I thought I saw something in California where there were self-driving cars. So there is an area of Phoenix which has full self-driving cars that are allowed around Phoenix. There's probably a few in California. None come to mind. Okay, maybe I'm... I'm in terms of, I'm, I'm terrible in terms of the United States. I just I can't. I don't know. In terms of self-driving cars, though, I think the real good sensor that Elon Musk absolutely hates, he thinks it's a terrible idea, is LiDAR. LiDAR is using a very similar idea to the ultrasonic... Um, ultrasonic... Uh, so, list, you know, sending out a sound and listening for it to come back. So but that's using that. it with beams of lasers. Oh, oh okay. All right. So lasers are is, very, is very Is that the same thing. as when you've got a tradie coming in and it, like, sends a laser and it measures the room? Yes, but this is on, like, an extreme level. So the limitation with that is when you've got the tradie doing the measuring... The tradie's got a static device and the wall is static. Uh, what you need to measure is 360 degrees of things that will be in constant motion relative to the car. So everything's, everything's moving away and you can't nicely do that with a static object. Everybody's trying to achieve it. That's kind of like the, um, the gold standard that everybody's trying to move for. All LiDAR systems that I know that are commercially available are moving. So they've got one laser on a block moving. So are there really other fast. self-driving car companies that are using the LiDAR idea? Pretty much most of them. Oh, so it's just Tesla that's not... It's just Tesla. <gasps> what if Tesla is going to be the ones to go back, like, to be the ones that are backwards? What if they're going to lose out on progress because of that. Uh, we've got someone wanting to hear about the Telstra hack. Is there anything that we can summarize briefly before we move back to Tesla? Um, so, uh, Telstra hack. There was access to an old employee database. There wasn't really much interesting information uh, that's exploitable there was about on there. 30,000 people. Um, it wasn't you know, because the security of Telstra was quite a lot better than at Optus, so the amount of information they got was quite minimal. And we don't know if it was the same hacker, but it was posted onto the same forum. That's I think that's the only yeah, information that I that's, can remember. That's the entirety yeah, of that story, really. Pretty much, yeah. All right, so one last thing that I wanted to talk about Tesla before we finish for the night is um, when it comes to self-driving cars... There are ethical problems, right? I know this is. I know you're an IT guy and not not an ethical guy, but it's still it has to do with AI, right? Because we are going to be programming these cars into, you know, what are they going to do? So, say that you've got an old lady crossing the street, but you've got a young mother with a baby on the other side, and you know the car is going to hit one or the other. It has to. It has to do something. If it continues straight, it's going to hit the old lady. If it swerves, it's going to hit the lady with the baby. You know, is it going to prioritize? Like, what is the car gonna do? Is it gonna prioritize the life of the driver, 
or is it going to prioritize the life of the young you know young mother with the baby or is it going to prioritize the older lady now from a sketchy news source this has been done once now again sketchy news source so we don't have the full details but there was a car in a fully automated pilot mode i don't think it was tesla i think it was one of the other car manufacturers that have a fully automated driving system um this was a situation with a rail running along the side of the road and a car going along and another car swerving in front of it about to crash and the car itself decided i'm going to try and avoid this and risk the life of uh my passenger and it fully crashed into the metal guardrail just totaling the car and killing the driver Wow. So, wow. Okay, so the AI was programmed not to prioritize the life of the driver, but the life of the pedestrians. It seemed to be in this case, yes. Wow. But I mean, and then you got to think, you know, the person responsible for programming that car, are they responsible for the loss of life in that kind of situation? Sorry, it's just, it's all very hypothetical and, and existential, but I just... We we need these addresses. These cases are going to start piling up where we've got AI involved in weird things and somebody will need to be held accountable and it's going to be scary because we will be in the absolute dark until people want to have those awkward conversations. It's like the trolley problem, but with AI. It is, yeah. But, like, you, there's still someone programming this AI. Yeah. I know that the AI, you know, makes decisions, but they're still being programmed by a person. And is that person going to be responsible for those deaths? Anyway, I think that's about the end of the talk. Um, he's saying, I've got a person here talking about how it was names and emails of Telstra employees that signed up to an external survey service. And it wasn't a Telstra hack at all, and it was a media blow up. Yeah, so no. you're not you're not wrong. It was um, no. sorry, mostly... I, I missed the story where that was that was discussed and elaborated. Thank you, thank you very yes, much. Yes, thank for... you for adding that information. Serodium. Um, so it, it it was a bit of a blow up, but it was just you know it was something that happened very recently, like just after the Optus hack, so it was an easy thing to jump on, right? Yeah. It was an easy thing to jump on, and it was also posted on the same forum as the hacker posted the original Optus stuff. So that's why they probably jumped on it. They were like, oh, you know. So we're probably going to get, even though like hacks like this happen all the time and breaches happen like this all the time, for a short while, I think we'll get some competitive um, hacking with people just trying to appear in the news. Yeah. Oh, we'll... that's a, yeah, good point. Competitive hacking. Just competitive hacking. But, I mean, you'd think that they would leave some sort of signature. A lot of the times, you know, criminals, they like to leave a little... Well, that's why they post it on a forum. Oh, true. Yeah, so but, yeah, true. they can sign. They can sign their work. Ah, look, look at my work. All right, well, I hope uh, you all enjoyed that. If you have any questions regarding any of these topics or something IT-related that has been in the news, please post it right now, or we're going to end the live. I've had a pretty good day today, so. All right, I think that's it. Thank you all for watching, and we're going to head off. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good night.